Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's the bottom of the six, and you are listening to A League of Their Own, one inning at a time. And today, we are joined by Cece Pleasance. But before we talk to her, let's check in on the state of Major League Baseball this year. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Back to our interview with Cece. <laughs> I will just kick us off and say welcome back to another episode of the League of Their Own One Inning at a Time. It's the bottom of an inning. Clearly, I have not been keeping track of how many interviews we have under our belt. I am Tierney Steele, one of your co-hosts, and with me is... I'm Rachel Mummert, your second co-host. Rachel and I have been talking about A League of Their Own all summer. It is keeping us going. And today, <laughs> the absence of baseball. Yes. Which baseball quickly may come us. to a brief end. I mean, a we are on the cusp a brief of end. a brief season. <laughs> all at the same time. Yes. And with us today to bask in the glory that is fictional baseball that has already settled and can't break our hearts any more than it already does <laughs> is CC Pleasance. Hi, friends. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's so good to talk to you. Yes, it's very good to have you on. Rachel and I know you from your guest appearances on Star Wars Minute, a podcast that we have lauded many, many times on our podcast. (laughs) It's a great podcast. But I'm assuming guest of Star Wars Minute is not your main credit to your name. So why don't you let our listeners know where (laughs) you're from? That actually is my career <laughs> to <laughs> occasionally be on Star Wars Minute. No, I'm a I am a writer currently on the Late Late Show with James Corden. Yeah, I write comedy programs for television, and I'm a baseball fan. I um I did Paul Sullivan's. Uh, well, I'm a baseball movie fan. I I do enjoy baseball, but I like in the last few years I've kind of fallen off. But I love baseball movies. <laughs> There. Like I said, they're keeping us going. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I just did Paul Sullivan's Bull Durham Minute, which I think. Nice. I don't know if you guys have done that, but you should. I kicked it off because when he originally <gasps> right. asked me to be on, I had not seen it. Oh, really? And magically, a Criterion DVD of Bull Durham <laughs> appeared in my mailbox nice. several days later. And he was like, <laughs> you can only watch the first three minutes and then you can watch the rest after you've been on the show. <laughs> what did you think, Tierney? Can I ask? I really, really liked it. Oh, good. I still i am not sure if it's my favorite baseball movie of all time, just because, like, this is obviously very high up there. I yeah. love Sandlot. I, it's one of those things, like, whatever's in front of me is probably my favorite baseball movie <laughs> at the moment. This is my favorite baseball movie today. Like, I, I just, I watched it again today because it had been a little while since I've seen it. And I love it so much. And I forgot just how much I love it. It's great because it has good baseball. But it's also a history movie, and it's a well-written movie, so it just it ticks all the boxes. I'm so glad you like it, I especially it. since we're now going to have you talk about it for a while. <laughs> so uh, you mentioned mostly fictional baseball. Do you have a real baseball team that you root for? Well, I was a Mets fan for a really long time because I lived in New York. I lived in Queens in Sunnyside, and I could just take the seven train out to games, which was delightful. So that was really fun. I So the reason, one of the reasons Paul Sullivan and I became such good pals was that when I was a very young gal, <laughs> which I'm not anymore, I <laughs> was the um, voice of the sports broadcasting wing of the Richmond Times Dispatch Broadcast News Service for like a year. <laughs> and in Richmond, Virginia, we used to have the AAA farm team for the Atlanta Braves, the uh, Richmond Braves, which are now like they lost the AAA team. Now they have, I think it's a single or I don't know if it's a single or double A, but they're the flying squirrels. Oh, cool. <laughs> and their mascot is Nutsy the flying squirrel, which I think is pretty great. So. I've admired their logo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I go to Cooperstown every year and there is, is it Mickey? I think it's just Mickey's. I'm sure there's some subtitle after that, but it's a memorabilia store, t-shirt store, whatever. And they have a whole section of minor league teams. And we would just go and try and find the craziest logo we could. <laughs> oh, and yeah. It's so great. That's where I got my Mud Hens t-shirt that I have that oh, like yeah. people have stopped me because I'll wear it walking around Boston. And people have stopped me on the street and been like, are you from Toledo? And I'm like, no. And they're like, then why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Braves used to play the, the Mud Hens all the time. It was like, mm-hmm. we. I feel like we were the only, trip, one of the only AAA teams that had like the name of the actual major league team. Oh, no. oh yeah. Now I can't remember what level they are, but <clears throat> go Salem Red Sox. <clears throat> um, oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> They're in Virginia too, so. <laughs> I mean, I'm just curious. Like, I, I truly don't know. But I mean, it's kind of fun to have like a different name, right? Like, it's fun to be the oh, Mud Hens. Yeah. yeah. Or the Flying Squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> yes, whatever, whatever floats your boat. That's awesome. Yeah, I just, I was curious because I didn't really have an allegiance growing up. And then I moved to Boston for grad school and I lived literally down the street from Fenway Park and I became best friends with a girl who is from Carlton Fisk's hometown. Oh wow. And she could oh, tell wow. you everything you ever wanted to know about Carlton Fisk. <laughs> <laughs> I eventually got her one of those little st- like little plastic stand-ups that like it's not an action figure but it like sits on a mantle and it's the character and oh, she yeah. put it and it's Carlton Fisk and she put it so it's pointing at the church that the bells rang out in 1975 that night and I'm just like <laughs> oh my wow. god Wow, I love it so much. (laughs) But yeah, so I became a huge Red Sox fan, but it was kind of by accident and not until my mid-20s. So I still, to this day, I do not feel like a real Red Sox fan. I say sitting here surrounded by Red Sox stuff in Boston. (laughs) (laughs) I still have kind of an allegiance to the Atlanta Braves just because that was like my first, when I was a kid, we would go to Richmond Braves games and and I love minor league baseball. It's so like, it's just really fun. And especially like when you're watching a AAA game and you get to see all the people that are like either on their way to becoming giant stars or, you know, are like on, you know, working back up to it or whatever. Like I got to see Javi Lopez and Chipper Jones and like all these people that were like big you know, big Richmond Braves or Atlanta Braves in Richmond in this little <laughs> tiny stadium. And like, you know, it's fun. Yeah. Do you have a favorite AAGPBL team? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I was just reading about them. I feel like I went down this internet hole like the last time I watched the movie, which was maybe like a couple of years ago. And then uh, of course, like as you do when you go down all internet holes, you immediately forget everything that you read. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh yes. <laughs> so I don't really. Although now I am like dying to see the that documentary, A Secret Love. Oh, Have I you know. guys seen that yet? I'm so. It's I'm on so my list. My sister watched it, and she 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 highly recommended it. It seems so delightful. And I was thinking as I was watching that movie, like, as I was watching A League of Their Own, which we're talking about right now, um, <laughs> like, it was interesting. And I guess there was probably, like, a conscious choice to not, like, have any sort of same-sex romance or whatever. Or maybe everybody was so in the closet at that moment in time mm-hmm. that, like, you wouldn't even know about it until, you know, the documentary is about these two ladies who didn't come out until they were uh, like for they were together for 63 years and they didn't come out until like 2019 or something 2018 yeah it's so funny I've heard conflicting things because I've heard stories where people are like well obviously some women were gay but it was kind of more like well if you know you know and Mm -hmm. that's fine it's not a big deal but I definitely heard at least one team and I am completely blanking on which one because I want to say Kenosha, but I would feel really bad if it turned out that was wrong, (laughs) had to have a meeting in like 51 or 52 that was like, hi, could you stop hitting on your teammates, please? Oh. Oh. (laughs) Obviously, they did not word it that way, but Mm -hmm. apparently at one of the like early, you know, like right after spring training, like, okay, this is our team for the season. We've been having some workouts. Mm -hmm. Hey, could you like... (laughs) 
could the could the people who are feeling more confident tone it down a notch? <laughs> <laughs> well, I so. guess it seems like they'd almost have to have kept it kind of more under wraps because like what the league and the women in the league stood for, like they were the all-American girls. Like they they were the personification of that era's all-American girls. And right. it seemed like, you know, that was a fear of the time was like, oh my gosh, women playing baseball, that's just, that's asking for trouble, you know, like, like yeah. oh, it's going to make these women, it's going to make them so unfeminine and they're going to, and it's just like, come on. <laughs> right. Which is why they forced them to wear lipstick and skirts and yeah. have like victory yeah. rolls in their hair as they're playing yep. baseball. <laughs> Oh my gosh, <laughs> Mary Fiddler, who uh, she wrote her thesis on the league back in like the 70s, but she has since published a book based off it, which I highly recommend. It's fascinating if you want to know more about the league. Ooh, yeah, what's it called? It's like the origins and history of the All American Girls Professional Baseball League. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> it is so, <laughs> it is a very boring title. And when you first start reading it, I will warn you, it starts with analyzing the management because that's what she was actually looking at for her thesis. Oh, wow. Was like, oh the business side of how the league worked and what she mostly had to go on in the 70s was the business records someone had kept all the business records Hmm. for the South Bend Blue Sox but that there was so little information that it starts in a very dry place but I swear it's really interesting (laughs) because she also does look into like the marketing of the team and um obviously I doubt this was in her thesis in the 70s but in the book that I read which was I want to say 2004 2007 somewhere around there she she says that they think that's part of why they didn't recruit any African-American players was because the image of the all-American girl was so tied to, and she's white, of course. Oh, okay. Like, right. it just, like they could not make that leap in their mind. The people who mm. were in charge of this. Like, yeah. obviously I can sit here in 2020 and be like, those bastards, but mm. they just... <laughs> In 1943, if you said all-American girl, they could not wrap their brains around the fact that, hey, that might include some black girls. <laughs> right, of course. And I, I just found that really interesting reading, especially now where it's like, it wasn't even a conscious racism choice. It just was like, oh, well, they don't fit the mold we're looking for. The same way these other girls, for other reasons, don't fit the mold. Like, but it's like, dude, your mold sucks. Come on. What are you <laughs> right. doing here? Yeah. Right. Um. <laughs> well, as we're learning right now, or some of us are learning, and, and some of us already knew that white supremacy is uh, really embedded deeply in the history of America and the choices that people made. <laughs> Yeah, and these were these were like they would go to these small cities, is what I call them, like big enough to to you have a downtown and a ballpark and stuff like that, but not city cities. And they would go to businessmen in the local community and raise funds for it. And it's like these were not the groundbreaking people that were going to like take <laughs> right, a stand. Right. <laughs> these weren't the civil rights leaders. No, exactly. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's. It's a real missed opportunity, but because they did have, there were some African-American players who tried out really infamously. Maybe Johnson went with someone to a tryout and then there were mentions of, um, was it Miss Keegan? Someone actually had like two women who were black playing with them like practices or scrimmages or something like that, but not officially part of the Uh. team. And it was late in the league when, like, things were kind of fraying and falling. So y- you kind of wonder, like, if the league had kept going, I think that leap, leap would have been made because it sounds like it really did vary. Like, there right. were people who were like, hey, guys, you know, especially yeah. after 1947, who were like, uh, we could do that, too. But <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. Like, they were already starting from a, like, okay, we're going to let the women play baseball. We're a little bit nervous about this. Mm, (laughs) Right. Right. One of the things that I read, I don't know if it was Terry Donahue or Pat Henschel, who were the two ladies that are featured in in that documentary that I'm apparently obsessed with now, (laughs) were saying that there was, like, a huge fear. Like, there was a fear of masculization or whatever, like, that that Mm. these women would become too masculine and also part of that was that they would all become lesbians and not want to have sex with their husbands anymore or whatever. Mm. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> we can't have that. Did they see Bob? <laughs> it's fine. No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. One of my favorite things I picked up on doing this project was at the beginning when they're doing the tryouts in 
and you see Kit and Dottie's parents listening to the radio and the oh, woman is saying like we'll lead to the masculization of our daughters or whatever <laughs> yeah. like her yeah. I can't do that accent but it's so wonderful and <laughs> yeah. hilarious and I never realized before that while listening to this speech on the radio, their mother is hugging a pillow. Like, oh, in, yeah, yeah, oh, she she's afraid. <laughs> she is hugging a pillow, listening to this woman say, like, what will this do to our women playing baseball? Yeah, so, right. It's, uh, <laughs> she's so just... afraid. And I love that little committee of women that are sitting behind the woman who's speaking, and they all have mm-hmm. those, like, <laughs> doofy little hats on. I mean, yeah, I know they were, like, that. the hats of the time, but it just is so, I don't know, it's so perfect. And, yeah. And their little claps when she <laughs> Yeah. I love old-timey radio stuff, by the way. Like, I think just seeing the movie Annie when they show, like, it's just a guy holding a pair of shoes, making it sound like tap dancing Mm, and stuff. Just, like, (laughs) we wonder, like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? (laughs) But I've got to watch that documentary. My my family and I have been trading off between Disney Plus and Netflix. So I'm currently in Disney Plus for obvious Hamilton reasons. Right, right. Sure. (laughs) But I will watch it, I swear. <laughs> I've, I've heard, like, some criticisms where people are saying, like, this is a movie very... Their thing was it was a movie very much made by this woman's straight relatives, which kind oh, of gave it a weird I've heard a little bit feeling, of that, too. Even yeah. they were saying, like, it's still good for what it is, though. You know, like, mm-hmm. you just have to... If you're picking up on a weird feeling... It's not just you. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. That's good to know. I'll, I'll go yeah. in... I'll lower my ex. I'll manage my expectations, <laughs> I guess, because they were so high. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, at least you can like know that going in, and then kind of adjust your interpretation. You know, like watch it with that in mind yeah. and be like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna look at this just a little different. So <laughs> it's not like they tried to hide who did it. Mm, yeah, so no. I mean, it's everyone's very upfront about it. Yeah. Right, right. So yeah, that was great. And then I really want to know what's going on. Abby Jacobson was making a television That's series, right. A League of Their Own. Yeah. And oh, I yeah. I follow her on like every social media I can. <laughs> and it's like, where's where's the updates? Come on. I'll check IMDb on? every once in a while to see. <laughs> I wonder hey, if that's happening? like a victim of COVID too right now. I wonder if they've oh, had to I, I'm shut sure down. it's just in limbo. Yeah. I know they already filmed something. Obviously, right. I do not have an inside track. Our listeners will be shocked to hear that I did not <laughs> get like a massive Bosom Buddies letter from Abby Jacobson explaining exactly what's going on with her products, but her productions. Maybe if we send her a link to our podcast, then she'll be like, oh, hey, maybe I will consult these people for my yeah. television show. Yeah, just want to come on and talk about a league of their own since yeah. she's currently not allowed to make more a league of their own. Yeah, you guys, seriously, you should reach out. Get in there. Come on. Hustle. We'll make it a radio Play the drama. game. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Do Hollywood. Yeah. it's so funny because like i follow her there are other people i follow where it's like sometimes i feel like i know more about what's going on in la than my own town (laughs) it's like this is not relevant to me I apologize on behalf of Los Angeles because no one should really know what's happening here. You guys, you guys run Twitter. It's okay. I've accepted it. Yeah. Okay, I'm going like, to interject here real quick with a oh, quick tie-in for the Toledo Mudhens. Those are my, that's my local minor league team. I'm from, oh, I'm from the good old Northwest Ohio. So they have mascots, which I had forgotten about until I looked it up. They are oh, yeah. Muddy and Madonna. <laughs> so, and I think even because I'm trying to remember last time I went to a game, I think she even has like the she better be ponytail in a uniform. Like, uh, I have to look it up now. But yeah, oh, I gosh. just had to interject with that because I was like Madonna. Speaking of yeah. Madonna, um, <laughs> I know that's different than Madonna who is in this movie, but. Man, I forgot how much I love Madonna acting. She was so great. She's excellent. She's so good. I mean, I guess she's kind of playing like a Madonna character, but it's like so delightful all the way May. What a fun, (laughs) how fun. (laughs) It's totally fine that she was hired for her dancing ability because Mm -hmm. she's good in the rest of it. I think the only time where it falters for me, and it's not even her fault, I just think like, we ramp up way too quickly for what's going on is when Ira Lowenstein confronts them about the league shutting down and she starts crying. Like, yeah. she's oh, doing yeah. a good job. 
She is yeah. delivering the line she is given to the, I think, the best of anyone's ability. But I think, like, and I, I even like her and Ira kind of going toe-to-toe. But mm-hmm. I feel like that scene needed a little bit more because all of a sudden she's crying and yelling at him through her tears. And I'm like, whoa, what, yeah. what right. happened? <laughs> it's also, I, I also feel like my, my issue with that line was that, like, I don't think she hates taxi dancing. I mean, I think she doesn't like guys sweating gin all over her, but like for her to go to like 10 about it, I'm like, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like she's not, I don't know. Like, I I guess it it denotes a level of shame that I don't want that character to feel for who she, like, because I feel like she's so confident and like, so Madonna-esque in the sense that she embraces her sexuality and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like she's she's not slut shaming herself ever, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, like she's an really... independent woman. Even if yeah. the league had shut down, like she does, you know, she does her thing. Like she doesn't need she doesn't need a man or anything. She has no, she her doesn't own. need. Yeah, Ira. That yeah, <laughs> that was one of the things. Um, Sully always talks about on Boulder a minute is how Annie and Millie are just totally like, yep, here I am. This is what I do. Oh, yeah. You don't, like, I don't care. Like, mm, yeah. <laughs> right. And that's, yeah. I love Annie for that, where she's just like, she just loves baseball. This she is one way she baseball. has chosen to express yeah. that. And she <laughs> loves having sex. And when those two things collide, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think it, it's, it's a little awkward that she kind of like slut shames herself in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It bummed me out a little bit. But yeah, that's the only time I think she falters. I think she does yeah. a really good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just her and Doris. I just like we've talked about multiple times before just those two's interaction throughout the whole movie i mean old doris and may and young doris and may they just uh just watching them interact is a treasure they're such cutie pies i love them i and you know what rosie o'donnell is a cutie patootie to use her words she's so Mm -hmm. cute why yeah. did why did we cancel her i don't remember did she do something <laughs> bad i feel like <laughs> i know i can't i it seems like a long time I since remember i feel like she got her. mad at tom Selleck for having guns or something but like oh, i don't wow. i feel like she got canceled but i don't know why i must I have missed that one. maybe she did something <laughs> bad i don't know i don't know i don't want to but um yeah she's so cute mm-hmm. she's a delight she can still be cute yeah i yeah i love Everyone in this movie, I was always biased towards Kit because she was my favorite character. Like, she's the one I related to the most, but yeah, she also can be kind of annoying. <laughs> I get it. Um, <laughs> she's so bratty. <laughs> <laughs> she's very convincing as a young younger sister, me being the youngest of three. It's like, yes, yeah. I, I give that 10, <laughs> two thumbs up. That is convincing being the young younger sister. <laughs> I think because I didn't have a sister, I only had brothers and I like I wanted a sister so bad that the first time I saw this movie, I hated Kit because I was like, your sister's so cool and you don't even appreciate her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was an older sister and I don't think my sister ever thought I was so cool. So yeah. (laughs) I'm sure I always related much sister. more to to Kit because I was always tagging along after my cool older friend, and then I related to Marla probably the second most. <laughs> Marla and Doris, who mm. were sent to Charm School, are just like, I'm sorry, what now? <laughs> <laughs> I love Marla. Marla, mm, which is too. just the most darling magical character and then the the older marla later on is also so darling like it's just oh yeah so joyful and delightful it's like when she <laughs> inner you know and older Dottie comes on the field at the end and you know she's going around and older marla kind of you know is like approaches her and she does that little shoulder shrug yeah. and Dottie like covers her face mm-hmm. she's like marla it's like oh what kills me is that she says how's bob and she looks around like looking oh, for yeah. him yeah so it's such a like oh she's ready for reunion time yeah and she's so proud of her husband like oh he's retired you know he's been <laughs> nelson nelson <laughs> oh nelson that's one of my favorite it's always been one of my favorite scenes this you know the serenade to nelson <laughs> oh my god I, so oh, great. <laughs> it works out. that is such a weird character because when he's like i'll take her home it would be my honor yep. i always get creeped by but then like <laughs> it obviously works out 
<laughs> they're they're both just really intense really fast. <laughs> As a commitment phobe, it scares me. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, I just learned that the um, mud hens were originally in Richmond, in Richmond, Virginia. They moved. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Uh, in 1965 to Toledo. Wow. Isn't that fun? So we're That's basically awesome. related. We are. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> the mud hens moved to Toledo in 1965. In the dark from, night. From Richmond, Virginia. They Might just... I point out that Maxwell Q. Klinger of the 407 7th MASH would have been yes. in Korea in 1951? That's right. Oh. 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 So, so he was. Oh, oh. no. This changes it. Oh. Wow. This changes a lot. My world <laughs> just turned upside down. <laughs> <laughs> he just blew everyone's mind with that. Oh, no. We just changed history in a parallel universe. I'm just, Rachel, I'm reading tell on. Me, tell wait, me the so, hot dogs are real. <laughs> hot dogs are real. Hot dogs are real. <laughs> yeah, I guess the general manager got Jamie Farr to incorporate the mud hens into his character's background. Okay. Even though. Because he was actually really into them. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wacky. Wow. I, I can't even handle it. Uh, Tony Pacos is what I was thinking of and couldn't come up oh, with off Tony the top Pacos, of my head, yes. by the way. I was like, Panko? Wait, no, that's a yeah, cooking ingredient. <laughs> so, all right. Well, while I'm recovering, I guess I will ask. So did you have a favorite character? I mean, I know, obviously, they're all amazing and we love them all. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Gina Davis is so good i just she's such a good actress i forget how much of a crush i have on her until i watch her do something and i'm just like what a woman uh, she <laughs> is like she's just so magical i mean it's such a like an amazing ensemble cast i love like i mean it's just i start crying from the beginning when that like <laughs> song that we had a moment or whatever Song, which is so emotionally manipulative but it just like <laughs> it was the 90s they were emotionally yeah, manipulative and like, yes i am in for this <laughs> someone recently told said uh oh yeah you remind me so much of gina davis and i was like i have to sit down hang on a moment you oh, don't wow. understand what a compliment that is <laughs> holy cow yeah i think i would just like go ahead and lay down in the dirt if someone said that like, to me. Wait, wait a minute let me let me get my mic set up i need you to say that again yeah, yeah. <laughs> when i'm having like, a bad day i'll just replay it over and over again <laughs> i love i love shirley baker she's so cute like yes, i don't know she... i wouldn't say she's my favorite character but she's like just like of the minor characters, she's so mm. darling. And when May is teaching her how to read, and that. she's like, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Yeah. I just put something together that I never did until this moment of, I love Evelyn's tone. She goes, May. And she what turns around. Yeah. What did she read? And what I realized is that is such a mom voice and Evelyn is a mom. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I never thought of that before, but yeah, Evelyn busts out her mom voice when she hears what May is <laughs> teaching Shirley to read with. But I always love that May's response to like, what does it matter? She's reading. Yeah. And yeah. Like, exactly. I love that reaction. Oh, kind yeah, of when so Shirley's good. realizing what she's reading. Like she's so <laughs> like she's so into like the words and learning. And then like once it dawns on her, like, what am I reading? But yeah. it's <laughs> <laughs> no, the best is that the next line is, this is when it gets really good. Oh, I love the that. Yeah. comes in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so good. Betty Spaghetti is amazing. Like that moment oh, when her yeah. husband, like when she finds out about her husband. Oh my God. Mm. Oscar. I, I, can you imagine doing a second take of that scene? Like that just blows oh, my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Just one of the hardest moments is when it's between like her and Dottie when he kind of walks over to where both of them are sitting. And yeah. just that moment of like Who's Dottie. Gonna be? Yeah. yeah. And she kind of looks over at Betty and is like, you know, she you can it's like, oh please not Bob. Like but you yeah. know, she feels bad thinking that, but uh Yeah. And I think we mentioned it on the show, but Penny Marshall specifically set it up so when they're singing 
all the married women are in the same area. Oh, yeah, yeah. And all the single girls are on the other side so that you don't have to manipulate that shot very much to get that. Mm. Yeah. And it's just like, you don't think anything of it when you're watching them sing. It's just like, yeah, Doris and May have lockers next to each other. What's the, like, that makes perfect sense. Right. (laughs) And they're with Evelyn, who is married, but we know her husband isn't (laughs) in any danger, so... Can I confess to being a bad person for a second? I didn't feel it so much in this, in my rewatching of it, but I remember the first time that I watched this movie, I was like, oh, they're going to kill Bob and then Dottie and uh, what's his name? Tom Hanks are going to get together and Jimmy Dugan are going to get together. And I kind of wanted that to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the original cut of the film did have some Dottie, Jimmy shenanigans. No, were there shenanigans? There were. There were cut shenanigans. Although, just... I cannot let it go. We cannot let this woman be named Dottie Dugan. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would I, be tough. I, didn't I don't that. care if they did fall in love. That can never happen because yeah. she's too cool. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Dottie Dugan is a lot to ask of someone. <laughs> yeah, Dottie Dugan is tough. <laughs> yeah, the original, there was a scene where they kiss and... The one thing that I did like of that was that when she pulls away and like right before she storms away, she says, I thought you liked me because they were like talking about baseball and stuff beforehand. And I did kind of like that idea of like, you're friends with someone, there's some chemistry, but whatever. And then they go in for the kiss and you're like, I thought we were friends. Mm -hmm. Right. You ruined it. Like, way to go. You know? So I... What was there was well done, but I 100% agree that, like, that made things so much more complicated than they needed to be. And I really liked this, that there wasn't really a love story. Like, there's obvious chemistry between them, but she's married to Bob, and that's fine. Like Right. I like it so much better. Yeah, I like it so much better Mm -hmm. without that, because it's, like, it's also so much easier to kind of get behind her choice to not go back at the end of the season and whatever. And, you know, I mean, because she was like so in love with Bob and yeah. I choose to believe Bob would not have minded whatsoever. I could totally see Bob like setting up in a little apartment in Rockford, Illinois, (laughs) cooking dinner for his wife and her teammates. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But she wanted to have kids. (sighs) She wanted to have kids. God damn it. <laughs> Isn't still well enough of a cautionary tale. I, <laughs> I love that part when, you know, when they're chasing him, when the bus driver storms off and they're chasing Stillwell around the bus. <laughs> and oh, Madonna yeah. grabs the bat. And then when they get back on, Dottie's like, oh, I hope to have five just like him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, because that yeah. one's like, he really is totally sweet, sarcastic. Dottie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just the way that line is delivered. It's like, yeah, I love It's perfect. <laughs> she's such a like she's so good at just that dry delivery. And mm-hmm. I feel like she's so good at being likable even when she's being kind of a dick. Like she, you oh, know yeah. like, <laughs> she's really yeah. standoffish in this movie. Like she's not she doesn't really get close yeah. to she gets along she with want- all her teammates, but she's not tight with them. She doesn't want to make that ultimate commitment or connection because she I think she knows you know, this is a one-time thing, you know, once Bob, once the war is over and, you know, assume, you know, assuming Bob comes back safe and sound, like, that's it. Like, yeah. Th- we're, we're having, we're living our life then. She's saving herself the hurt of having yeah. to give up something that she loves or she thinks yeah. she is, but she doesn't really in the end. <laughs> 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 Jimmy's moment of greatness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that's part of like too why it works so well with like Jimmy and her because without that extra romantic, I mean, you get like the little kind of undertone, like flirty undertones a little bit, but they just really connect on like a personal level. You know, ultimately he comes to respect her as the player that she is and her abilities playing baseball and for, you know, being a stepping up and being a leader of the team. So I think that works out a lot better. Agreed. Yeah, I'm glad they they made a good choice taking that out. And apparently, like she was supposed to get cure him of his drinking. Oh yeah, and that's oh, why. Yeah. I mean, in the end, I think it was just that scene where she—it's literally gives just him her a handing coke. him a coke. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> 
taking away his liquor and handing him a ghost. Yep. <laughs> that that usually works with uh, diehard alcoholics. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Apparently, Coke in the 40s was just that good. Yeah. <laughs> became sugar, addicted man. to something else. <laughs> Maybe there was some real Coke in it, I guess. Probably. <laughs> Well, that's it's so funny because here we have it. It's Mexican Coke and it's the Coke with real sugar in it. And I always feel so awkward. I'm like, guys, can I say that? Like, yes, charity. (laughs) That's what it's called. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally Coke from Mexico. Calm down. I'm like, okay, for sure. So it's yeah, so he's, he's getting the good stuff. No corn syrup for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was all real sugar back then, right? You didn't yeah. have to import it from Mexico. Or did you? I don't know. I don't know anything. I was a history major, and I've always had a real soft spot for this time period. Mm-hmm. So this movie, I, maybe it's from this movie. I don't know, because <laughs> I did see it as a kid. I just, yeah, them driving around in that bus just kills me every time I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. I love the, I want to like hang out on that bus for 10 minutes. Like I just want to yeah. see all the, cause they did such a good job with the set design of that. Mm. Like just all the pictures mm. and the scarves and the like stockings and whatever. And I just yeah. like, I would love to hang out and see the interior of all of that and see all the little touches and stuff. Yeah. Cause everyone has their own thing. Like we see in a couple scenes that Doris is a Catholic and she's got like a prayer card tacked up on her window and stuff mm-hmm. and it's just it's so cool yeah pictures yeah. of all the husbands and boyfriends and oh i love that scene when doris tears up the picture of the mm-hmm. guy who's like mm-hmm. stupid and mean or whatever rachel <laughs> are you gonna say it because it's my favorite <laughs> yeah. i should drop it from the other episode where you did your perfect so long charlie <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that scene really meant a lot to me as a we were called tomboys back then I don't know what the phrase is now because when I put tomboy in Instagram I'm not getting responses that I thought I would <laughs> um, or results I guess I should say not responses but um, I was super into sports I was somewhat overweight boys didn't seem to like me as more than a friend and seeing her be like oh you do not have to settle just hold yeah. out eventually it will work out and it yeah. is like Doris you were right yeah. <laughs> having standards is great she has yeah. two, two admirers i love doris's fans <laughs> it's empowering for like I, it, I mean this movie is empowering for a lot of reasons it's it's a bummer that it's not diverse at all because i mean they're just reflecting the actual time period but like for us white ladies <laughs> i don't know i've never met you guys i don't know if you're white um yeah. but for white ladies it is like you are not wrong <laughs> like that thing of like feeling like a gawky you know I was like a weird looking kid and um I had a bad perm for a long time and um and was super painfully shy like afraid to talk to anyone and I think like yeah like seeing that movie and just seeing these women like Marla Hooch and Doris like just you know win and her making that speech is so it's so empowering i want everybody Mm -hmm. to see that speech and and know that like yeah just because you are good at sports or you're a big weirdo and you like star wars or whatever it is like (laughs) or both yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) yeah um i was both i was not good at sports unfortunately I went to softball camp uh, because I wanted to be good at sports because I liked sports. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had, I feel like later in life, I have realized that this person was probably a very bad coach. But the lady on the first day was like, well, you can't really hit and you can't catch and you can't run. So I don't know if this is really for you. (laughs) And I was like 10 years old. (laughs) Yeah, I was... I was not good, but I was enthusiastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was until then. And then I just like channeled all my energy into science fiction and theater. <laughs> so that's okay. Yeah. I will give a shout out to my dad who blatantly lied about why we quit many things as I was growing up. It's like, yeah, you quit ballet because they wanted you to go up on toe and I really didn't think you were old enough and that's why. And now later I'm like, oh no, I just was real bad. It's like, it was a good lie though. Good lie, dad. Aw, that's so sweet. 
<laughs> so little things like that where it's like, oh, yeah, I, I did the sport for a while and then I just moved on to something else. And it's like, mm, okay. <laughs> I played softball up until about sixth or seventh grade. I wasn't anything spectacular either. I was, you know, like you said, you know, you're just enthusiastic about it. And yeah. then it got too yeah. scary. Like it got to be fast pitch, and I was like, mm-mm, "Technically, mm-mm. you oh, yeah. not play okay." Softball. <laughs> if uh, if the pandemic never ends, I totally want to find like a beer league or something. Like mm-hmm. literally that yeah. level of play, <laughs> where it's like I own a glove and I'm here. <laughs> Last summer for my work, they did like a uh, locally. They sponsored some business teams, and I played. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's been many, many, many years since I've played. Like I don't, <laughs> and it's. Huh, I think I'm so fast, and then you run to first base, and you're just like. That seems a lot farther away. Like, I thought I was uh, faster. Yeah. Yeah. You know what will uh, fix that is if you pull your hit so that they run directly down the first baseline. That really just makes it a lot easier <laughs> oh. for the first baseman. <laughs> I had to tell my, my, my JV coach was like, Tierney, if only that was a useful skill in baseball. <laughs> I don't know why you are so good at this. You can always hit it to the same spot, but that one spot is not useful not for us at all. Right. Right. <laughs> you never have to run to first base. <laughs> yeah. When I played back in elementary school to help me get more confident and play, maybe a little like my parents would be like, Okay, if you like hit a home run or you get like a really good hit, we'll get you a happy meal. So I was like, Oh yeah, I'm totally getting oh. a happy meal tonight. <laughs> it was back when they had like Pocahontas happy meal. <laughs> I just love when McDonald's McDonald's was such a good bribe in my childhood. <laughs> oh yeah, same. Because we never got to have it, and then it yeah. was like. Although then my mom started calling every restaurant McDonald's because I was so obsessed oh, with yeah. McDonald's. So it would be uh, like any other place that we would go, like even like a salad place. She'd be like, "No, it's salad McDonald's." <laughs> Oh, <laughs> like, it's Sizzler McDonald's. It's Pizza McDonald's, and I was just like, okay, <laughs> I was a dumb kid. <laughs> now you mentioned you had brothers. Did you grow up with baseball in your life, or if you know, no. did you come to baseball movies later? <laughs> yeah, baseball and sports movies and stuff were later for me. Uh, we did go to Braves games, but it was really just because they were there and it was like a thing to do. Like no one in my family mm-hmm. was really like we weren't a sportsy family my family was more like hunting and fishing because we were in that part of virginia um (laughs) i went to lee davis high school home of the confederates which has just changed their name just now (laughs) in 2020 actually i think they're still lee davis but they're not the confederates anymore finally but yeah so it was really more like yeah more hunting and fishing and uh shooting and rooting and stuff like that so yeah it was sports where later on I was on the opposite end of that. I just have to share. I'm so sorry. This has nothing to do with the league of their own. I go to Cooperstown. I have access to all sorts of baseball things. So I was like, oh, perfect. I'll get my dad's, you know, Christmas present and I'll put it away until then. So I was like, dad, what's your favorite baseball team? And he goes, I don't really have one. I was like, well, who did you root for growing up? And he goes, not really anyone. So my dad hmm. lived all over the country growing up, which is why I was like, oh, this could be anything. Oh, wow. wow. Somehow my asking my father what team, what baseball team he rooted for growing up turned into him my sister and his father arguing over which city had the better symphony orchestra <laughs> oh wow that's so highbrow yeah my family are nerds <laughs> <laughs> your family I is fancy yeah believe it he was like because because he had said like well i guess my dad would put on like the army navy game and maybe notre dame but we didn't really care he's like he mostly just talked about like how chicago was better than and i was just And it turned into this multi-generational, like, days-long text chain about different city symphony orchestras. And I'm like, I love you all, but this does not help me with the Christmas present. (laughs) So was sports, like, a rebellion at all for you? Like, is that sort of... I mean, he did the play Little League for a couple years thing when they lived out in California. So, like, sports were not unknown. And actually, our big thing was... We always had, we our um, building we grew up in, my grandparents' house had a basketball hoop out back. They also had a tetherball in their yard, oh, which cool. was like, 
Very wow. cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then we always had baseball, gloves and bats and a football. The, oh. Not all these, the football might not always be inflated, yeah. but it was in the house. So yeah. I learned how to throw so that like you put your finger on your laces. So it's <laughs> <Yep>. like, <laughs> right. That, but but it was all like backyard. Like what you would do is you'd go have a catch and chat. And like that was bonding time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Once you started getting like schedules and having to be a certain place at a certain time, all the grown-ups in my family kind of lost interest. <laughs> You're just like, no. No. <laughs> We're going yep. to the symphony tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't understand. <laughs> so yeah, I'm the uncultured heathen of my family. <laughs> <laughs> with my podcast about sports for me. <laughs> that's amazing well i'm trying to think the other question oh, that we ask all our guests question is if they think in the world series Dottie dropped the ball on purpose or not for sure 100 percent no Ooh. doubt yeah See, definitely before i started researching for this movie that had never even occurred to me as a possibility. Really? <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I was just like, <laughs> oh, she got hit. And so she dropped the ball from that. And someone's like, yeah, but maybe she dropped the ball on purpose. I'm like, mm. wait, what? There's so even that out. shot of her hand like opening up. And I feel like it's yeah. just like Penny Marshall is saying to us, she opened her hand up and let the ball go. And that's how I think how I always had seen it. Because as I grew up, you know, in seeing this movie, I always assumed she did it on purpose. And I think, yeah, that shot of her hand, you know, you kind of, you do kind of interpret, you know, is that what that's supposed to mean? (laughs) Yeah. And then there's all those fraught looks that she gives Kit as she's like having her meltdown in the dugout and everything. And like, Uh, I will stand by it. It's got a bad name, but... The squat of betrayal. Yeah. Dottie did, did not talk- have to tell Ellen Sue anything. Yeah, yeah she didn't say. The look she didn't say when she, when she, when so she puts her mask down and squats. It, like the yeah. musical cue. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm from a family of nerds. That music is telling us that Dottie has betrayed her sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then I think she regrets it. I think she like, she, mm. she knows what she's got to do. She wants, like, she wants to get it, like, Dottie is having an internal war. I would say maybe that squat is a squat of internal war. (laughs) (laughs) It's still not a good name, but I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Which could also be what I call my period from now on. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I love that. (laughs) I'm so glad we don't title our episodes because man, would I be tempted and that does not need to... <laughs> Every month we are warriors. Um but yeah, I mean I think she she did that because that's the competitor in her and that's who she is. And the whole time she's struggling with her, the her competitive self and the self that like just wants to be the absolute best which she kind of is and mm. then the self that like loves her sister and loves her husband and wants to like kind of diminish her power because she wants to give it to other people. Like she wants these people that she loves to be happy, whether that's a good decision or a bad decision. I'm, I got really deep on this. I'm sorry. You guys. <laughs> well, it's one of those. Yeah. Until you really start to think about it, you're just like, oh man. And it just makes, I guess I've had always thought too that she knows how much more this means to Kit, how much more yeah. making it. And, you know, like even earlier in the movie when Kit strikes out on the high ones, <laughs> ironically, <laughs> and um, it's always Dottie, always Dottie that, you know, saves a day by either winning the game for their team or just, you know, being the older sister. And this is her, you know, she knows like this means so much more to Kit and she will, this is her future. Right. Yeah. And when they, the smile that she gives when they're chanting Kit's name, that makes me think. Mm, Yeah. She's like, yeah, I did that. (laughs) Well, and even when Kit is running down that third baseline to home, like you can see, you know, like I don't think Dottie expect. Well, I mean, she wasn't supposed to anyways because they were going to hold her at third. But you can just tell Dottie's face is like, oh, crap. Like, you know, what? (laughs) She's kind of panicking. Like, I really have to I have to do something like this isn't going to she's not making it easy. (laughs) That batting order was a real nightmare. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No universal DH in this league. Nope. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
you guys, I'm sure you've talked about this, but I wanted to say, I know that I'm obsessed with Dottie and Tierney. I'm sorry, but I know that your favorite okay. character is Kit. And I love Kit too. But I was reading about the lady that Dottie was based on, Dorothy mm. Kamenshek, is that right? Kamenshek, yep. Holy cow. <laughs> She's she amazing, was right? Struck- 81 strikeouts in like 10 seasons or something. Mm. I didn't I didn't write down exactly. I couldn't I couldn't yeah. believe it. Best ever. She's so cool. And so she eventually left the league because I think it, she was having back problems or something. But she did come back. She worked out some sort of deal where she was like, I'm only playing home games. I can't go on the road anymore. Oh, wow. But she was so good that they actually worked out a deal where she could come back, but she was only like in a limited capacity. Oh, man. Because, yeah, she like took a year off and then she came back. But she lived in Rockford. And she played on the peaches the whole time. And so she was part of putting together, um, oh, shoot, was it just called the fan club? But like the people who did the fundraisers, basically, for the team she was involved with when she got out and then came back and then got out again. (laughs) That's awesome. Amazing. And I'm really biased because she's one of the few players I could find a biography of. So it's like, oh, I know so much about her. And it's like, well, yeah, but all these women had amazing lives yeah definitely yeah i mean it it's interesting like i i that's going to be my next internet hole is to go down all of the people that these the folks of this yeah that's like tomorrow yeah. for me i think <laughs> <laughs> the whole day i and love night. her i will also recommend looking up mickey mcguire who is a player and they think the statue of a woman baseball player that's at the hall of fame might be based on her batting stance Um, Oh, cool. It's anonymous. It's just woman at bat. Yeah. Um, They specifically didn't want it to be one player. They wanted it to represent all the players. But Mm -hmm. people are like, well, if you look at where her hands are and how her legs are, like, it might be based on Mickey Maguire. (laughs) Oh, fun. And then I have recently fallen in love with Dottie Wiltz, I think is how you say her maiden name, Collins. Or maybe it's Dottie Collins Wiltz, but she was involved in setting up the Players Association, which is basically what has kept it going and established the archives and got their their women in baseball exhibit in the Hall of Fame. And I was reading, again, the Mary Fiddler book has a ton about her because obviously they work together like she was the keeper of a lot of this information. Right. And I'm just so in awe. Like all these women are in like their 80s and they're like making me exhausted <laughs> reading about them. I guess that's what staying active does for you. Yeah. <laughs> Longevity. <laughs> oh, well, I am a couch potato. You know, it's funny that you said that about your softball coach because I have this distinct memory of my coach being like, Tierney, there's only two ways to get faster. You can run a lot more or you can stretch a lot more. And whenever <laughs> I do yoga, I'm like, and I've made my choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, running's the worst. I am not fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I definitely will encourage anyone to follow their dreams. And Yeah, hopefully follow the- your dreams, guys. If your dream is to win the World Series, do what it takes. <laughs> Whatever you decide that is. <laughs> I kind of like that idea, though, that she like instantly regrets it. Because I was so... I've always said, like, you look at the look she exchanges with Kit at bat when Kit, like, realizes what she's done. And I'm like, oh, no, she is 100% in competitor mode. Mm. And I kind of like the idea, though, that when she stands up and whips her mask off, that that is her being like, I made a mistake. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And she, and, and like, almost like, thank God she hit it. I shouldn't have done that. Oh, thank (laughs) God she hit it. You know, I'm like, okay, fine, cool. Like, all right, now we got to get the next person out. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there is something maybe to the, I mean, I've always thought like she let go of the ball on purpose, but maybe she wanted Kit to like really prove that she was better, you know, like really like she was always kind of challenging Kit. So maybe, you know, maybe she did the, the high fast thing to like, really make make it better like if she was gonna win she was gonna win honestly like i'm not gonna let you win you're gonna have to yeah yeah Yeah, rachel you've pointed out that kit would be furious if she thought dotty let her win yeah because it's a hard line (laughs) because dotty is very competitive as well and i mean being competitive myself or you know anything doesn't matter what (laughs) it's just like you 
Yeah, it's hard. It's a hard line because they're both very competitive women. But yeah, I think yeah, if Kit had thought anything like that, she that Dottie was gonna let her win, that would make her even more furious because she's like, you know, now you can't, you know, I think you can't, you know, I can't even score on my own or win this game on my own. Like I always have to have you help me along. It's like no, <laughs> yeah. And I like that the movie ends where it does, where yeah. Kit's like, no, I won fair and square. You were blocking the plate. Yeah. I did what I had to do. And then that lets her stay in Racine and apparently becomes the one who travels the world mm-hmm. yeah, with her husband and like entire family in tow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to know what her husband's job is. There's that I know weird t- throwaway line at the beginning. Yeah. Traveling all over the world. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, with that husband seems to be first. like, oh, that husband. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, geez, is he a nice guy or what? <laughs> is he like a lobbyist? What is he? <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea that they retired and now they just travel the world. Oh, yeah. That's I so could exciting. See oh, that's nice. That's a Because they're that's old spin. enough. Yeah. They could be yeah. retired. Oh, yeah. Question, because you guys know everything about the movie. Um, is it oh old age makeup or at the end of it, did they just mm. find women that look exactly like Dottie and Kit? Yeah, they are um, diff- They are actresses, different actresses. They are actresses. And did they dub Gina Davis's voice into Dottie's mouth? Yeah. They did. I think that's yeah. part of the magic that messes with all of our yeah, minds. Yeah, because okay. I always thought it was makeup, you know, when because she looks remarkably like Gina Davis. <laughs> and then yeah. having her voice dubbed, it's like, okay, that has to be her in old age makeup. <laughs> right. But the old age makeup is way better than anything you saw in the 90s anywhere. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's... um. Dottie is Lynn, Lynn Cartwright, Cartwright, but I can't yeah. remember who plays Kit. I know. Sorry, yeah. older Kit. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it always messed me up because I was like, all the older Peaches are actresses, but all the other older women you see are players. But yeah. Shirley Berkowitz, who plays older Alice, is both messing me up, Shirley. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> wow. I was like, no, but Shirley's in the catcher's gear like Mm -hmm. we see her playing and it's because she was in the league so i don't know why she got a line that was special (laughs) but yeah shirley berkowitz and then um the woman who is sitting up on the bleachers with a guy and says like oh why don't i know her because she only played one year pickles isn't it that is dolores pickles who is the player who taught rosie o'donnell Mm -hmm. how to throw the two balls at once that she does in the newsreel Oh, wow. That was a real stunt that she yeah. knew how to do and that she taught Rosie on the set. Oh, that's delightful. That. How fun. I'm I'm glad she got her moment in the sun, too. <laughs> yeah. I love that her name is Pickles, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember... This is one of those, I, I remember when I, you know, when I was younger watching the movie, for some reason, I always thought that that last World Series game and how it ended, like, drove a wedge between Dottie and Kit. And so, like, when I started rewatching it for the podcast, I was like, wait a second, this is not how I remember. Like, I always thought they were just so mad at each other that they, because in the beginning of the movie, you think, like, they have, the, there's this big rift between them. Yeah, they spoken. I thought the same thing and didn't remember. That they like come together at the end until yeah, we do. Yeah. (laughs) Well, infamously, the original script and Penny Marshall changed this. The original script was that they hadn't seen each other since then, and this reunion is why there's the big hug and everyone cheering for them. And Penny Marshall was the one who came back. Is like, guys, they're sisters. They've definitely seen each other since 1943, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like they might not be close, they could be estranged, but like they have not not seen each other since that World Series. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I really liked her indignation where she was like, um, that's not how families work. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> was there anything else that you that we missed that you wanted to bring up? No. Oh, except for the Milwaukee chick. That was something else that I read about. <laughs> The team They're... named the Milwaukee Chicks. That's so crazy. Yes. Anyway, oh, that's I was, all. <laughs> I, I was really glad that they exi- They did not exist for long because yeah. there was just too much competition in Milwaukee. There's there's too much other right. stuff going on. So yeah, Milwaukee and Chicago were teams that folded very quickly. Oh, gotcha. But yeah, Chicks, Lassies, yeah, Sallies, like Lassies. Daisies, Peaches, <laughs> Bells. It's a whole... 
you get uh, it. That's why yeah. I think I'm really biased towards like, I need to learn more about the South Bend Blue Sox. No, I feel like no one ever yeah. talks about that. Yeah. <laughs> but they won, they won a couple of World Series, right? The South Bend Blue Sox? I think they did decently. And they're one yeah. of the original four. Yeah. So it's kind of like, why isn't this a bigger deal, guys? <laughs> yeah. Is it just because? They're, you know, and being a Red Sox fan, I'm. it's <laughs> stupid, guys. I know it's stupid, but now I'm biased more towards being like, no, it's cool. <laughs> it is cool. It's totally cool. Own your coolness. <laughs> Fedway has this big display with the Red Sox logo through the years, and there are some questionable years. Just if you're looking for an internet rabbit hole. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, historical, okay. historical Red Sox. Like, some of them are just, because it, got anthropomorphized at some point and i'm like no the sock does not need to be batting guys i'm gonna say it's a sock yeah it's a little awkward it's a footy um, one year (laughs) (laughs) but uh i can confirm that mud donna does wear a skirted uniform Mm -hmm. it's not exactly like these it's not i mean they probably, I mean, they would have had to license it, so I don't really blame them, but she could get dirt in her skirt. She doesn't have the cone bra, though. No, but I feel like that would cause more questions for the children than we're ready to deal with. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> Madonna. I'm looking her up right now. Okay, so this is totally off topic, but the TV show Doom Patrol is very dark and very adult, but also very hilarious. <laughs> And in the latest season, there is a younger character where it's an 11-year-old girl, but she's been suspended in time. So she's actually been alive for like 100 years or something. (laughs) And that weird disconnect of like, well, you're a kid, but also like, when should we start including you on things? And there's a party (laughs) at the house and it's like completely off the walls, crazy. Everything's going on. People are taking ecstasy. And she's just like walking through it at one point. And it's like, (laughs) Dorothy, go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I... (laughs) I I'm very sensitized right now to like don't don't give the kids more to handle than yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> L- let's leave cone bras where they are <laughs> right <laughs> in right. the past <laughs> thank you so much for joining us yes, this thank, has you. Been, thank you guys this it's just delightful. really nice to talk baseball <laughs> yeah and talk about a movie that was so impactful on on my life and a lot of other people as mm-hmm. I'm learning through this project. So one more time, if you want to tell people if they're looking for you on social media or to follow your projects, what's the best way? Oh, gosh. I, you know, I'm so not on social media that much, but you can always follow me on Twitter at CC Pleasance. And occasionally I tweet something. <laughs> I go back and forth where I'll just disappear for a while. And then it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm going to be on for like the next 12 hours. <laughs> yeah, same. Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> There's no wrong or right way. And honestly, probably healthier to do it that way. Yeah, it's better for my brain. (laughs) (laughs) If you're looking for our show, we have links in our episode description. We're on Twitter at VCR Privileges, which I know is weird, but that's our parent podcast series. And there's a lot of League of Their Own stuff out there in the world, which I encourage you to go find. But it was just going to be really complicated. And the League of Their Own winning at a time is a long title. So... (laughs) Look for our parent podcast series, VCR Privileges, so much easier. And then if you are on Facebook, we have a group called the Dugout with Dugan, where we just share all the cool AAG, PBL, A League of Their Own stuff that we come across. Rachel, we're going to be back, right? Yes, we will. We'll be back very soon in that our listeners will hear us give the MVP award next. Yep. Uh, But we will also be back next week with another episode. That CC Pleasant, she sure is an SWM MVP. <laughs> she is indeed. I was I was real proud of myself. <laughs> I like workshop like in that. my head. So we are here to declare an MVP of the oh my god, what inning are we in? This is crazy time. It's the fifth. Yes, because this is airing on the, the sixth fifth. inning. Oh my yeah. gosh. Wow. Sorry, time is just going really quickly. It is. This is a really great MVP. I think, you know, not that there was a wrong choice, obviously. All four of our contenders were fabulous in their own ways. Yes. But I think Evelyn coming in second and Dottie winning. Yeah. It feels right, doesn't it? 
It does. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to put in the Dottie, Dottie. You should. <laughs> so Dottie has gotten her due. She has been the queen of diamonds. She has done her split. She has argued, you know, she's watched the fireworks and she's best friends with Jimmy. And then we go into the sixth inning, which is a very different vibe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yet I still kind of want to nominate her again purely for, oh, piss on your hat. <laughs> I know. I thought I was thought about that, too. <laughs> so in the scenes of the fight, the shower aftermath, and then Kit being traded to Racine, we must now choose a most valuable, or we must now nominate people for most valuable player. Ha ha, we make our fans choose. Hmm. Well, I would think we would have Kit be. Yeah. Because, I mean, this is her, between the fight, the shower, <laughs> dumping, and her trade. Yeah. Oh, that baseball, the catch. She just walks in, where's Dottie? <laughs> Yeah, and just that baseball right through the... <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, like, when Betty Spaghetti's talking to her through the door and she's got her glove on, like, yeah. that's a big moment. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad because, like, the fight kind of is her fault. I mean, I know Doris <laughs> taunts her, but at the same time, all right, fine. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, definitely Kit. I would say... I would say Doris as well. Yeah, I agree. She's crucial to that fight that leads to the Dottie kit thing that leads to the trade so (laughs) she's definitely pulling her weight on that end and then we also get that fabulous may don't fit you (laughs) when she's uh i don't know why you get dressed at all (laughs) so i i think that makes a lot of sense kit doris do we want to say like betty spaghetti just because she tries to be there for kit or just at least to be like hey kit you know it's gonna be all right (laughs) that's a really good point and i think it's funny we see betty spaghetti as so the mom of the team yeah and she's not a mom like no (laughs) but as far as we know evelyn's the only one here with a kid but she (laughs) has that quality to her Oh, yeah. Definitely. And I've always, even as a kid, I was like, oh, right. Yeah. Kit is still playing just on another team just for the world. It's so weird. Whatever. I know <laughs> it's still so weird. So I would say that is fine. And then do we have to give the last slot to Helen? I was thinking about Helen, honestly, just <gasps> because of her whole. <laughs> Has anyone seen my. <laughs> I mean, you have to uh, have that button on that scene. Yeah. How else do you get out of that? Well, that seems uncalled for. I like, know. <laughs> that is the only way you are getting out of this scene without it being a fiasco. <laughs> so. It's just it's in all the chaos that's happening and she's just totally kind of oblivious to like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> you also realize like May leaves before all this happens. So does May come back from her date and just be like, what the? Guys, I was gone for a few hours. I know. (laughs) Well, I like that. I feel like that's a good balance of serious and funny, which of course is what we aim for here. (laughs) So, Rachel, if you will post the poll in our Facebook group, The Dugout with Dugan. I will. I will do the same on our Twitter page at VCR Privileges. And ladies and gentlemen, you have one week to vote in the social media medium of your choice. Enjoy that? Good. Well, come back next game, will you? Good hit. Take care.